This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Second hour of the program right now. My thanks to Callaway's for sponsoring the first hour. My thanks to Baylor Scott and White for this hour. And my thanks to you for calling through. Doug and Salado will be up next. The phone number is 800-288-WBAP. Call now, won't you please? We have a line open. I'd sure like to see them filled out. We only use three lines, so uh, it's easy to get them all filled. And I'll move quickly through the calls. So 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Limo. I made a special trip through the house to show my wife Limo. Limo's great. Limo is the kind of dog that is always in high demand at the SPCA and short supply at the SPCA of Texas. He is a small, dachshund, standard, smooth-haired mix. He's he's all black. He's beautiful. He looked like a black lab, and then I started reading about him. Oh, my goodness. In other words, this proverbial wiener dog that many people just adore. He is currently the only one being kept by the organization. Lemo was found as a stray. He's hoping for a forever home. When found, he was heartworm positive. He is under treatment. He will need to come back to the shelter on May 12 or 13 for further treatments. I mean, that's that's an agreed-on thing when you, when you adopt. And let, let me just read the whole thing for you. You'll hear it. He is doing quite well, however. He loves people. He loves cuddling up. Because Limo is still under treatment, there is a foster period required prior to adoption. On the flip side, if you wait until this period is over, Lemo's going to be gone. He's going somewhere else. Somebody else going to grab him up. A foster-to-adopt arrangement also gives both the animal and the humans the opportunity to make sure of a good fit. Limo does not like cats. Limo does not like cats. Uh, otherwise, he's a very affable fellow. He's a good indoor and outdoor dog, as long as he gets his exercise, and as long as he doesn't have to put up with cats. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, I don't blame him. I'm sorry. I, I just I should have left that out. That was uncalled for. Just I have had cats, and I'm a dog guy. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Limo has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He is waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 West of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Most animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. However, a prior appointment is required for Lemo. A prior appointment is required for Lemo because he is up uh, on a foster basis. So let me, let me read these to you carefully. He may already have been adopted on a foster basis. I didn't do this homework for you. Just got home too late from all the travel yesterday and, and uh, didn't have the opportunity. I'll let you do this. Please browse the available animals at spca.org slash findapet. It's L-I-M-O, limo. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And this is limo. The uh, small dachshund, standard smooth-haired mix. There's not much mix going on there. He is a black dachshund, and he's beautiful. He's wonderful. But he has to be foster-adopted because of the heartworm positive. I've had a couple of dogs with heartworm problems, and, and uh, you just you say, man, I must have missed the treatment by, uh, by a, a week or something. Now they get a shot, and it's good for a year. Hallelujah. So, uh, anyway, that's Lemo, and I hope we can get him a, a, a good home. SPCA.org slash findapet, SPCA.org slash dogadopt, one word, or SPCA.org slash catadopt, if you are interested in a cat. 
That's the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, sponsored by Arborological Services, the leaders in tree care. Your trees deserve the best. Your trees need the best. You want the best for your trees because you realize that trees represent the biggest investment in your landscape. And uh, they have the biggest resale addition to the resale value of your home of anything you do to your landscape. So Arborological Services, these are the tree experts that you can trust and that your trees deserve. Serving the Metroplex for 41 years now. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. They have uh, a certified arborist leading each of their teams out into the field uh, all across the Metroplex every day of the week. College-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters lead those teams. Three of their people have been selected as Texas Arborists of the Year. How good is that? It's so good that I don't believe there's another company in a whole state that has that designation of that many uh, recognized leaders. So from uh, just regular tree management and maintenance of fertilizing and pest control all the way to heroic saving of trees, special trees, historic trees, they do it all. Consultation on uh, trees that have been damaged or abused in some way by vandalism, whatever, they can do it all. Uh, let me give you the phone number, the contact information. It's Arborological Services, A-R-B-O-R, that's easy enough, and then I, and then Logical. It's Arborological, one word, services, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. And uh, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at the Tree Experts. 866-552-7267, Arborological Services. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very much. And Doug and Salado is finally going to make it to air here. Doug, I'm sorry it took so long. How can I help you? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. I have two quick questions. First one is, I got a nectarine tree. It's 13 years old. It was loaded with blooms, but none of the fruit, none of the blooms uh, set fruit. All right. A um, couple of things can cause that. What month did it bloom? Uh, l- last month in March. Early March. All right. Did you have a frost or freeze after that time? No. All right. And how how vigorous was the bee activity at the time of bloom? Well, there were some bees, but not that many. All right. Uh, nectarines are peaches. They are merely fuzzless peaches. Uh, first time Blueford Hancock with Texas A&M, the late Blueford Hancock, my friend, told me that. I said, oh, I was a, a greenhouse guy, a floriculture guy. I didn't know that. And so that was 40 years ago, so I learned something back then, learned a lot from Blueford. And so uh, they are they are handled just as if they were a peach. The only problem is that when it comes to growing nectarines, the, the the fuzz is a protection against insects and diseases. However, that's not the, the issue here. Uh, if they bloom and don't set fruit, then it either is has happened that the fruit has been uh, frozen after they, after they bloomed by a late freeze, or they didn't get pollinated. And since you said you had no frost or freeze afterwards, then we have to rule that one out. Uh, we had some significant uh, frosts and freezes after early March in, in McKinney, but McKinney and Salado are significantly different in location. And so uh, I'll, I'll take that at, at face value. Uh, the, the bee activity would be a concern, and you have to have peaches in bloom at the same time uh, to, to get cross-pollination. So that may well be the, the cause I don't know that there are other varieties of nectarines that you could plant to get cross-pollination from another variety. It's always good to have a second variety, uh, not the same, not, not a second tree of the same variety. Uh, do you know if any peaches were blooming at that same time? 
Well, my neighbor, which across the road, which he, he's got a lot of peach trees. They're probably about 500 foot from my house. That's uh, close enough. He he had some he had a lot of blooms too, but you know I didn't go over there to see if he had any bee activity. All right, but were they in bloom at the same time? Uh, yes. Uh, I think the nectar my nectarine tree might have bloomed a little earlier, maybe a week earlier. You see, that's that's the killer because if it's not bloom at the same time, then the pollen isn't of any value to you when there when his bloom. Because because there's yours are through by then, uh, there is a factor called chilling requirement, um, and that's the number of hours between 32 and 45 degrees that determines when uh, uh, stone fruit, peaches and plums, and nectarines, therefore, and apricots, will bloom. And there are varieties that have a very low chilling requirement. They don't require many hours, maybe two or three hundred hours of uh, temperatures in that range before they will come into bloom. Those are those are types that have been bred to grow in the Rio Grande Valley. They get a little bit of cold weather and they're they're satisfied and so they'll bloom. And it may I don't know on your case of your nectarine, I don't think anybody has bred nectarines to, to be low chill. But it may be that it has a lower chilling requirement than his peaches do. Um, but that's that's a very common problem with with some peach varieties is they bloom early and then they get caught by a freeze. Uh, apricots are really bad about that, really really bad, and uh, they'll they'll try to bloom in January some years. It may well be that that's uh, well, except you said you didn't have a freeze after they bloomed. I I'm I've told you more than I know. <laughs> I've had people okay. accuse me of that, including a program director once. Uh, but I, I I can't go much farther. Let me go to that same sheet that I had open a minute ago and see if nectarines are covered. I bet they're not. They're probably in the in the um, peach category, just peaches and nectarines. But let me see. The Texas A&M, I don't know if you heard me looking up avocados. Yeah, they do not get a separate listing. But if you go to the uh, fruit and nut resources fact sheet from Texas A&M, if you look up fruit and nut resources, they have a compendium of all of their bulletins on all the different things from olives to uh, avocados to, uh, well, they don't, let's see, they don't have apricots, they have blueberries, they have figs, everything. Um, and I'll bet under peaches you'll find, uh, you'll find your nectarines. Okay. Let me try on the burr oak question. You had another question. Uh, yes, I, I planted, uh, Three burl uh, oak acorns last fall, last, you know, I think along October. And they finally came up. Uh, one's four inches high, and the other two are just breaking the ground. The one that's four inches high, one of the leaves is starting to, you know, be brown. It is, it, I guess my possibility of growing them, uh, you know, is very very low but is what would cause a leaf to turn brown one leaf out of several yeah there's about four i wouldn't be the least bit concerned it may have been may have been brushed by an animal it may have uh, had something fall on it or something i wouldn't be at all concerned may have had a pill bug eat it chew on it a little bit but i wouldn't be the least bit concerned burr oaks are easy to raise from acorns and you should be in the business it'll it should you know, as long as the stem wasn't damaged, and even if the stem is damaged, it'll send up new shoots around it. They're yeah, quite I, I, I put, I put a, you know, I put a wire fence. Yeah, just, uh, just sit tight. There's no point in, in worrying about that. Just sit tight and watch it grow. Put a maybe, uh, oh, a pinch of fertilizer, lawn food around. It. Just a pinch, not even, mm-hmm. a, not even an eighth of a teaspoon just a pinch mm. of lawn food that has no weed killer in it and keep it well watered you avoided the okay. tornado i hope yes yes Good. it was Thank about God. uh three miles west of, oh, of our house oh my so goodness good good well uh, well that's the, that's what i would do and keep it moist i've, I've got to keep going i'm, I'm okay. way behind that's schedule fine. that's all i needed to you know betcha. thank you very You're much for wonderful, Doug. my call
Good luck with it. You betcha. All right. I am way behind, folks, and uh, this is going to get me in trouble at the bottom of the hour on my newscast. Let me tell you, I'll do a very quick version of my book. Please pay attention to this because it is a good opportunity for you. It's the fifth printing of my book. I need to move out all remaining fifth uh, printing copies. The sixth printing is off the press. It will be uh, available to me as soon as I can get the room for it. But I want to get these all sold and signed and delivered. Thirty-two ninety-five. It was thirty-six ninety-five, and uh, it is your opportunity to save a bunch of money. There are only two paragraphs that are different, and they deal with the cold of a year ago. And they just say, "Hey, we uh, the the 2012 plant hardiness zone map from USDA underestimates the uh, the the possibility of extreme freezes. We have proved it." And boy, did we prove it. So that's it. Everything else is exactly the same in the book. Satisfaction completely guaranteed. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. You can learn more about it where you order it, and that is at my website. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. Here are the here are the ways you order. You either go to my website, neilsperry.com. That's the better place to order. And that's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. Satisfaction guaranteed. It covers uh, trees, shrubs. It covers lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. And the best place to go to order is at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. That's our church, First United Methodist, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. The live stream is at 10.05 today, always. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. You already knew that. They're great people, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Right now, your Ace Hardware store has the great deal on miracle Grow Garden Soil, $8.99 a bag. But you can save $2 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $6.99, a bag, a limit of 60 Grow a bountiful harvest with miracle Grow garden soil, vegetables, and herbs. Enriched with a blend of essential nutrients and formulated with continuous-release plant food. It will feed plants for up to three months. Ready to grow big, beautiful in-ground flowers? Well, trust miracle Grow garden soil flowers. Enriched with continuous-release plant food, this soil will feed up to three months. Meanwhile, moisture control technology protects plants against over- and under-watering. Grow plants twice as large with miracle Grow versus unfed plants for in-ground use only. Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. They are there to help you. You'll feel it the minute you walk in the door. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Let's go to Sherman in Paris. Sherman, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Neil. This How is can I help you? Thank you. Uh, I've got a big black... Looks like a mushroom. It's growing on the trunk of my mimosa tree. Uh-oh. I have seen it. I've seen it on deadwood before, but this is on a live tree and it's choking it. No, no growth on the mimosa. Right. 
That is uh, called a conch, C-O-N-K, for a uh, mushroom conch. And when you saw it on the dead trees, it probably is what killed the dead trees before they were dead trees. They were live trees that, that were killed by the, the fungus. It uh, enters through wounds or whatever, um, and it travels within the wood of the tree internally, and it's killing it out on the inside. And then this mushroom growth occurs on the outside. It looks like a bracket fungus. It takes all different forms depending on the specific uh, uh, fungus. And you'll, sometimes you'll see them coming up out on the roots uh, as mushrooms, but then very often, very often you'll see these sometimes very colorful um, shelf-like things and other, they take all kinds of forms growing on the trunks. Uh, it tells you that the tree is either dead or soon will be and very honestly Sherman it also tells you you need to get that tree taken down as soon as possible because it will fall and can do damage when it comes down. Mimosa is less likely to cause damage because of its uh, shape and and growth habit but when it's on a big oak tree or something it it needs to come down quickly. Okay it's 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 gone now no hope for it. No I'm sorry. And um how do I kill this this growth? Well, you don't. Once it's in the tree, it's uh, it's there. Now, as far as other trees uh, around, you just try not to you try not to ding up their their trunks. You try not to hit them with the line trimmer or with the mower wheel or things of that sort. And um, uh, I think a good arborist probably would be a, a, a consideration if you can get a certified arborist to look at your situation and and see. I don't know that it would be spread by root graft uh, where two trees overlap and their roots grow together. I don't think that's going to be a problem. And I do think that, uh, and you're welcome to uh, confirm this online, I do think that it is more likely to move into a tree that is weakened for some other reason. As uh, mimosas gain some age, once they're 15 or 20 years old, they begin to go downhill and they're more susceptible to things like this. I know with our oak trees, when we had the drought of 2011, we began to see more of this problem two and three and four years later. Okay. So as long as your uh, other trees are healthy, they're probably going to be fine. If there's nothing, nothing about some small growth around it, but no, no other trees close to it. Good. Uh, but we've had to trim the, the mimosas grown huge. Well, uh, we've had to trim it to get it out of the electric lines. You, that's not good. Well, I think you need to get an arborist involved. It's, if it's that big, it's, you're going to need an arborist to take it down. But if it's not leafing out and if it has that growing on the trunk, I think, do the research. You've got some time. They won't be open till tomorrow anyway. Uh, research fungal conks on tree trunks, C-O-N-K. Hi. And, and you can find a lot of information. You might even look at the website of arborological.com, the, the sponsor I have, Arborological Services. I believe in their information. They have some, some write-ups on fungal conks. I know I have done some homework on it and have written some stories in my electronic newsletter about them. i got to run, but hopefully that will help. So thank you, Gissy took me at my word there. Advanced Foundation Repair. These are the people that lead their industry in foundation repair. They have earned the right to call themselves advanced. They were the first ever to make their work guaranteed for the lifetime of the home and to make that guarantee transferable from from owner to owner to owner. That was more than 20 years ago. And uh, you really need to have advanced foundation repair on your side. I would recommend them most highly. We have used them at our house, and I have firsthand experience of how great they are. I also used them at a, a building I had for my office, for my, my team, and uh, that was a pier and beam house, a historic house, and they did a careful and wonderful job there. They have a different crew that does pier and beam homes. Advanced Foundation Repair, 27 years almost now, my sponsor. Their number is 214-333-0003, and their website is foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com. 
call for that free estimate of uh, of any problems you might have, the home inspection. And if you don't have a problem, they'll tell you that. If you do, they'll tell you what it would cost to fix it. And uh, no obligation whatsoever. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. 100 years serving DFW. <laughs> Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. A soldier who drowned in the Rio Grande may have died while trying to rescue people who turned out to be drug smugglers. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident blocks three left lanes of northbound 635 at North Galloway Avenue. Disabled vehicles blocking the right lane of the southbound Dallas North Tollway right around Keller Springs Road. And with WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. WBAP forecast, cloudy, breezy, muggy today with a good chance for late day showers and storms. 82 degrees likely. Showers and storms through the night tonight, then into the morning tomorrow. After that, it'll get breezy, much cooler the rest of Monday. High temperature on Monday, 68. Right now, 72 degrees in Dallas, 71 in Fort Worth. According to the Texas National Guard, the two migrants a now-missing soldier was trying to rescue in the Rio Grande when he apparently drowned there were involved in drug trafficking. The Texas military department writing in part, quote, the service members selflessly attempted to help two migrants who appeared to be drowning as they illegally crossed the river from Mexico to the United States. Initial reports from the Texas Rangers have determined that the two migrants were involved in illicit transnational narcotics trafficking. The soldier's body has not yet been found. The migrants now in the custody of the Border Patrol. State of Texas has executed the oldest inmate on Huntsville's death row, Carl Bunchen, put to death for killing a Houston police officer 32 years ago. Bunchen was 78 years old. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine. With News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Let me tell you about Baylor Scott & White Health. First of all, let me tell you that they sponsored this entire hour and have done so for many, many years. Let me also tell you how much our family thinks of Baylor Scott & White Health. It's our uh, primary health care provider. Our doctors practice at Baylor Scott & White Health. Uh, our daughter's life was saved there in 2005. My wife proudly serves on the board of Baylor Scott & White McKinney, and I am proud to deliver their message to you. The uh, Baylor Scott & White Health uh, System deserves immense credit for what they mean to uh, Texans. Probably one, probably 40% of our state is covered by their great and expanding uh, for their uh, teams. But let me tell you specifically something we can do to make a big difference. Gardeners know how much work it, take, keep a, uh, work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. Well, it, in reverse, it takes a lot of work and, and, uh, and hope and prayers to keep us happy and healthy. And that's what we get from Baylor, Scott, and White. They are our beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. And for the last two years, they have had the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. They have been the ones who have had to keep going, never giving in, never settling for good enough. My wife has a, a phrase that she comes home from the board meetings of Baylor Scott & White McKinney saying, that's the Baylor way. In other words, the best way is the Baylor way. It's not easy to protect us from COVID. We are kind of mules at times. Have you noticed? <laughs> we are. But uh, they keep uh, forging forward and doing their job and putting up with our behavior, no matter how good or bad it may be. So one thing we can do is to say thank you to them and wear masks. Wear masks whenever possible and get that third or fourth uh, vaccination. We got our fourth immediately when it was available. And, and that's just a responsible thing to do. You need to do that. 
So one more big thank you to Baylor Scott and White Health and to the frontline workers and, you know what, to all the people back in the kitchen and the laundry room and everywhere else at Baylor Scott and White. Join me, please, as we say one more time, thank you. It's the stuff. You behave and you listen to the police when they tell you what to do. People are talking about. 99% of this stuff wouldn't even happen. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. I want to let you know about something the folks at Mueller are doing. They're doing it again for the 14th year. They are giving away a free building, a Mueller building, to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. And it's not just a building, it's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the Helping Hands of Mueller, dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how you enter. Go to Mueller. Inc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Click on Helping Hand. That's where you can complete an application about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 16. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. This is a company that's been around for 90 years doing great things, and for the last uh, 14 of them, giving away a building to a not-for-profit in Texas. You need to visit, see if you can qualify. Good luck to you. And again, that is at MuellerInc.com, and then go to Helping Hand. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Well, we sure do. Thank you very much, Stuby. Uh, just a quick mention, I hope you'll remember my free eGardens electronic newsletter, go to my website and you can see all about it at neilsperry.com and E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com and then click on eGardens and, and see if you wouldn't like to sign up. It's free, always will be, and I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody so you don't have to worry about getting spam. Let's go to Liz in Frisco. Liz, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting so patiently. Hi, thank you, Neil. Love your show and thank appreciate you. you taking my call. Sure. Yeah, Neil, I have a question. I have a Bloodwood uh, Japanese maple that I planted about two weeks ago. It's about four feet tall, and I notice I have insects starting to eat the leaves, and I would just love your recommendation on, on how to treat a Japanese maple. Sure. Probably the variety that you have is Bloodgood, one word, G-O-O-D. That's the most popular red-leafed variety. It's a beautiful variety. Good, uh, good choice. How did you get that plant home? from the nursery? Yes, I got it at Callaway's, and um, I just brought it home right away from the nursery and planted it in my flower bed. How, how did you get it home? What transportation mode? Oh, um, I have an SUV. So it was totally inside? Totally inside, yes. Okay. Uh, usually uh, what happens, I, I've never, I have about 14 or 15 blood goods at our house, It's my wife's favorite tree. I've told this story many times here. I always go out with the intent of of buying some other variety because there's so many of them on the market. And uh, I I get there and I look at them and I think, i got to go home with this thing. I better get another blood good. (laughs) I'm a practical husband of 55 years. I I can't face my wife with some other variety. Why would you buy that thing? Yeah, so I get another blood good and plant it somewhere that she'll get to look at it out the, uh, across the creek out the back window. Um, but I have never seen an insect on them at all, not one. Um, what I have seen is wind burn that frays the edges of the leaves, and I thought maybe you had it uh, out in the highway wind. I thought maybe it had browned and then the leaves had, had uh, shattered. What kind of insect have you seen on it? Well, you know what? I think I'm making an assumption. The leaf looks like it's eaten it, but maybe it's not an insect. Yeah. I, if it is, I don't know how to help you because I don't know. Uh, any insect that would have gotten it would be very incidental. It could have been a caterpillar. It could have been something, but odds are quite good that it's already pupated and flown off, and so it's probably not much we can do. Um, I guess I... I 
have to take that back. I had a bagworm on mine once many years ago. There was a, a, a red cedar nearby, and it got on that tree instead. I mean, that's one out of 40 years. Um, I would say that probably you have some wind burn or something of that sort with all the wind that we've had. I would keep it moist. It needs to be in the shade, and um, and otherwise just that's all you need to do. And I certainly don't uh, think you need to put any insecticide on it. Okay, great. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, and thanks for waiting on me. All right, let's see. Let's go to, I have, I will really have lines open. Thomas is the only call I have left. And so once we finish with Thomas, and I'll be out of business if you don't call. 800-288-WBAP. You're laughing. I'm panicking. 800-288-9227. So we'll go to Laughing Thomas. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Good Neil, morning. you are my hero. Oh, no. Uh, I, you're on my nice. I'm a professional Santa Claus, too, so. Cool. This is, uh, this is Sarah Thomas. Uh, Texoma Santa. All right. You. you know, Santa has not been happy with his plum trees. Oh, no. I, it's a beautiful tree. It put, make, puts out lots of flowers. It makes a lot of plums that get about as big as my thumb, and they just all fall off. What can I do to, to spur and encourage that tree to produce some fruit? Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to go through the same set of questions I had for the, uh, the person with the uh, nectarines. Um, do you have a, how many times has this happened? How many years? Every year since I've had it, six years old. I, I may have gotten three, maybe three good plums off that thing at all this what, time. What variety is it? You know, I wish you had to ask me that because I'm not sure. Okay. Um, the, the two that you, or two or three that you really want to have, and I would almost recommend you go ahead and plant another one just to make sure that you have good pollination um, the, the, the two or three others that are very, very good. Methley is probably the top rated fruit tree to grow in North Texas. Methley plant, right. M-E-T-H-L-E-Y. Um, Ozark Premier is the best plum I've ever eaten. It's ugly, but it is the best plum. And so I'd, I'd probably plant, if you like plums, I'd probably plant each of those. Methley is a really good pollinator. It's possible that you don't have a pollinator nearby. The bees. Is, I don't think there's a, there's a lot of pear trees out there. I yeah. have no trouble with my pear tree. Yeah. But you're probably right. I haven't even considered that. Yeah, and, and you also have to make sure when it is blooming that you have bees to carry that pollen. Now, the good yeah. news is that you have an established tree, and if you get these other two trees started, you don't have to have established methley established ozark premier you just need to have some blooms and they'll the bees will carry the pollen you don't have to have ten thousand blooms you just need to have a couple hundred blooms and and within a year or two you'll have that on the small trees to pollinate your bigger tree so that's yeah, what that gives that's me what something I would to think do. on that's yeah, what you, i would you have do. just give me some I don't know why I didn't think about that. There is nothing worse in the world than a grumpy Santa. we got to get you happy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. Bless your heart. Bless yeah. your heart. All right. I will see you on Christmas Eve. You guys remember you got it. early. Oh, you got Eve, it. No peeking. No All right. Peaking. Thank you, Thomas. Right. Good call. I love it. Take care. All right. Oh, that's good. Let's go to uh, James. James and Waxahachie. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you going to top that one, huh? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't top Santa Claus. I'm not even going to try. That's great. How can I help you? Well, Neil, my we have a sitting area, and it was uh, bookend, bookcased uh, by uh, two large purple fountain grass plants, and they were appeared to be doing very well last year. I would say they were three to four feet tall, very bushy, very vigorous. And um, my wife had read that you should cut them back, I think, to around five to eight inches or, you know, after they had gone dormant. But we're, we've been looking at them now for several weeks, it, anticipating that they were going to come back. And it appears like there's no green shoots of any sort. So we don't know what might have happened as if, if we should try to replace them or just be more patient, they'll come back later in the year. We don't really know. Of all of our ornamental grasses, they are the least winter hardy. They're they're totally annuals in North Texas. They're only winter hardy down right on the Gulf Coast. 
Oh, uh, okay. So let we're gonna have to replace them then. Yes, each year. Okay, so so no matter how much you mulch or anything like no that, no matter how much you look at them, or how okay. long you look at them. Well, that's a shame. We we loved them. They were beautiful plants. Um, well, uh, so are. Let me pick some others. Uh, 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 petunias and pansies and you know a lot of other flowering annuals. We replace them and we don't think anything of it. And the same with purple fountain grass. It's worth replacing. I, I have to tell you that here here comes a gigantic editorial opinion. It is nothing but editorial opinion. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just my opinion. And you can take it and throw it out with tomorrow's trash if you wish. I am fed up with ornamental grasses. But that one is very beautiful if we treat it as an annual because we can replace it next year. It'll grow and do beautifully. But so many of the perennial ornamental grasses after about three or four years get really weedy and some of them die out and and people use them instead of shrubs. And they're not that. But purple fountain grass is a lovely annual, and if we'll treat it as an annual and replace it each year, it, it'll do just as well this year as it did last year. You're right on target. Go ahead and plant it and love it, um, and and you'll be fine. Just understand that it's an annual, to, and there's no there's no substitute that that would be perennial. It's they're all that way basically. That's correct. There there may okay. be, but I'm I'm not aware of it. And like I say, if you have two of them and they're supposed to be bookends and, and symmetrical and match each other after yeah. a year or two, they won't do that. Look at the look at the uh, Mexican feather grass that are be, that's being planted along highways and in cities. And look at it three years after it's planted, and 10% will still be there. And you're seeing all the irrigation system and all the bare ground and the weeds and the other stuff. It's awful it's just awful that's back to the editorial opinion <laughs> okay it's beautiful well, no, the first no. year and then it just goes downhill but the purple fountain grass stays looking great because we're forced to replace it each year there are I'll, I'll tell you something else if you get to a really good nursery that has unusual plants there are a couple and i i'm just mental lapse right now because yesterday was so arduous for me but there are a couple of large leafed purple fountain grass selections or prince whatever and and princess whatever that are uh, are glorious they're bigger plants they get taller and their leaves are much wider but oh my goodness very dramatic they used them at the arboretum and and have used them at the arboretum for some time are, so, are, are those the white-tailed ones they are wider I, I don't know if you said white or wide but they are wide w-i-d-e okay the leaves are wider okay yeah. All right. Well, we'll just have to understand that. Like you said, they're basically yep. like pansies or something. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. well, that that helps us a lot. We were all stressing out thinking we had done Don't something. Don't stress. Okay. <laughs> There's too much other stuff to stress about. Not that one. Have a good day. Absolutely. Thanks for, Thank yeah. you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I chose that name because I didn't want to do the complete guide to Texas gardening. Talked to my attorney. He said, well, Neil, you own that name. I said, yeah, I want to make sure that people know this is not the same book. This is not even close to that same book, the old cowboy boot book. That one is uh, 31 years old now, and it is way out of date. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is a quarter century newer and completely up to date. And I have an unexpected opportunity for you. Because of the supply chain issues, I was told it might be six months until we would get this book ready. And that was when I ordered it in October. I said, I want to buy the ink. I want to buy the paper. Have it sit there. I'll tell you when I'm ready to print. They said, we'll do that. And I agreed to a price. And then they came back and said, King's Axe, we can't get paper. May not get it for six months. Oh, so then I hoarded the fifth printing, didn't put any specials on, didn't do anything. I just hoarded it. And now, now that the sixth printing just finished two days ago, now I have a couple of pallets left of the fifth printing. Yikes. Need to get them out of the way. So I put them on sale at thirty-two ninety-five, and your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. There are just almost no changes between fifth and sixth printing. You're not going to regret getting the fifth printing. The only thing is I, I went back and changed two paragraphs to address the fact that we had February 2021 that was very serious freeze damage. That's it. So it covers all aspects of outdoor gardening, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for every county in Texas. 
344 pages, 840 of my photographs, a high-quality paper, a hardback printed in Texas, signed by me before we mail it, not in stores, not on Amazon, for only $32.95 as long as supplies of the fifth printing last, which won't be long at the pace it's selling. If you'd like to get a copy, order it from my website now. You can also call my office Monday through Friday, business hours. But order it now to be sure. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. All right. Thank you, sir. They are very, very good, those advanced foundation repair people. All right. So here is my my uh, chaos right now. We had Rick in Springtown who has been waiting for a few minutes, and we we're going to be talking about sweet peas and green beans. And just now, Rick dropped. I have, I have no calls. So if you'd like to call, I need another call. I need one. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. I was sitting there all smug and happy. Got a call. Going to finish the program. Hey, hey, hey. Now I have nothing. I have nothing. I'm left with Mother Hubbard in my call screener cupboard. Rick's back? Good. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone then. I'm smug again. Whiskey Stone. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been friendly experts welcoming, welcoming their, uh, their, their visitors to their 22-acre stone yard. That's the largest that I have ever seen anywhere I've been. And I go to stone yards because I love natural stone in a landscape. I don't think you have a landscape finished until you have beautiful stone. You have retaining walls. You have patios. You have pathways. You have uh, maybe a, a fountain that is made of stone. Maybe you have decorative gravel or river rock. I use river rock as a as a kind of a ground covering material where I have a gentle slope and I don't want to have more ground cover. I have a lot of ground cover already. So I want that as kind of a just a break in the ground cover. There's something very pretty about mondo grass right alongside softball-sized uh, uh, gray or, or white river rock. It's a very pretty contrast of textures. And I get mine at Whiskey Stone. You ought to do the same. You ought to go out there and look around and let them show you. Take photos of what you want to achieve. Take photos and take measurements of the area you need to cover or the height of the retaining wall, whatever. And they'll help you plan just the right amount. They will suggest 15% overage, maybe more in some cases, because stone doesn't fit like a jigsaw puzzle. It's not perfect. And uh, that's just... uh, for any waste that there might be. You'll find use for it. Don't worry. So here are the particulars. Whiskey Stone, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South. They are at 817-429-0822, 817-429-0822, and the website, whiz Q. Com. It's Whiskey Stone. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. And we go back to the phone lines. As mentioned, we go to Rick in Springtown. Rick, how are you this morning? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm glad you got to call back in. I'm glad. I'm afraid we lost you there for a moment. How can I help? Yeah, my my phone was being contrary. Um, all right, I I planted a uh, raised bed garden for the first time. I thought I'd give that a try, and I had granddaughters in and helped and everything with it. But I started my beans and peas indoors, and the rest of it I did not either seed or plant outside. The beans and peas are, I don't know what they're doing. They ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I'm just curious 
curious if uh if you had any suggestions. I mean, they're not being treated any differently than the rest. All right. Uh, what type of beans do you have? Uh, the contender green bean and then just the little snow peas. I, I, I don't know the name of the variety, but it's just a snow pea. All right. Uh, it may be timing on the peas. Uh, the, the best peas in our area are the snap-type peas, sugar snap, uh, is, is by far, far the best. Uh, other uh, uh, green peas are difficult. But the, when the sugar snaps came out, I mean, oh, man, I'm taking it mumbling as a hobby now. Um, <laughs> they were introduced back uh, probably 40 years ago, and they were All-America selection winners, and they still are very popular. They are very easy to grow, but they have to be planted in late January, early February. And uh, Okay, so, had, so maybe a timing deal then? It is very much a timing deal, and they need to be direct sown into the garden, not, not planted indoors. They need that cool weather outside. You need to get them started and let them just go. Uh, green beans, the same thing. You need to plant them, the contenders. Contender is a great variety but it needs to be planted into the garden. It's a good, that may be the single best plant for young children to, to learn on, to use uh, uh, as an example for how to garden, because they grow quickly. They're, they're uh, a crop that a lot of kids like to eat, and they're very productive. Uh, they need to be planted most years. This year was atypical because we stayed cold longer, but usually about the 20th or 25th of March. And so... You plant them uh, directly into the garden, and you plant them twice as close as you want them to be, and then you teach the kids you have to thin them out um, uh, to uh, give them the proper room. And uh, so there are a lot of life lessons that, that you learn about gardening with, with the green uh, beans. First off, planting them the appropriate time. <laughs> Everything in vegetable gardening has to do with the appropriate time. Uh, when you see the chart of when to plant things, if you miss it by two weeks, you probably are not going to have a good crop because what will happen is you'll run into hot weather. Hot weather is your beast of an enemy in Texas in, in the spring garden. Some well, of these crops I received, are, I re I'm sorry, go ahead, sir. I was going to say some of these crops are, are easier and better in a fall garden. Green beans are great in a fall garden. Okay, well... I received your book, and I, as I was reading, I, I looked at the timetables and stuff, so maybe I'll give it a try for the fall. Yes, and you'll see that those dates have a, have about a two-week swing in there, and if you miss it because of rain or something or out of town, then just go to another crop. Don't don't try to force the issue. i got to run, but you, you can, if you have the book, that'll keep you on track. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Mike Bass, great job. Happy gardening.